Good morning, church. My name is Amadi Rosario, and today we will be going through Matthew chapter 2, 1 through 12. Uh, but before we get into it, I kind of like to kind of take a step back and talk a little bit about what's been taught over the last couple of weeks with Advent and, and Christmas Eve and the birth of Jesus Christ. And as you guys know that last couple of weeks, we've talked about hope, we've talked about love, we've talked about joy, peace, and then of course, uh, Christmas Eve service, where we see the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. As <clears throat> I was listening to Pastor Jeff there, I, I really was encouraged as he encouraged us to let Christmas be, or let this Christmas be all about Jesus. And not only about Jesus, but that Jesus would be the center of our hope, love, joy, peace, um, and even life. So the story doesn't end with the birth of Jesus Christ. There's a lot more to go. So before we get into it, let's pray and we'll jump right on in. So Father God, we just thank you, Lord. We ask that you would just minister to us right now, right here, right where we're at. You know our situations, you know our hearts, you know our struggles, you know our distractions. But you are God, Lord, and you know each and every one of our hearts. So, Father, I just ask that myself, that my flesh would just be set aside, Lord, that your spirit would just speak to our hearts right now, Father, that you would be glorified, that you would be manifested, Lord. Lord, and that we, as your servants, as your children, would continue to worship you throughout this year and throughout the rest of our lives, Lord. That it wouldn't just be seasonal, that it wouldn't just be for Christmas and Easter, but, Father, that we would just Hang on to you, Lord. Cling to you, Father. So, Lord, go before this message today, Father. Again, that your name would be glorified. That your son, Jesus Christ, would be manifested. Speak to our hearts right where we're at. We love you, Father. We give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. So, as I said, we're, we're in Matthew chapter 2, starting with verse 1. And it says, Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. So real quick, we see here that um, Matthew is giving us, uh, or is in this establishing a timeline, if you will. We see that this is after the birth of Jesus Christ and in the days of Herod. And it says that these wise men came from the east, that they saw the star in the east, so they're coming from the east. And we really don't know much about them and who they were, but... Again, as I said, we see that Matthew establishes a timeline. And for us, if we were to apply it to us today, it'd be after Christmas. <clears throat> and like I said, our worship doesn't end at Christmas. So who were these guys? 
You know, a lot of people, culture says that it was three wise men because of the three different gifts that they gave. But these men seem to be very well off, very wealthy. And I personally believe that there was more than three. And I believe that they had an entourage, if you will. Um, I, don't, I don't imagine that somebody would travel with all those gifts and not have people to protect them. So again, that's just my, my thing. But it says, that, um, it says that these three wise men came from the east. And again, we don't know much about them. Some people say that they were Jews that were left behind in Babylon from when they were captive. I don't know about that because if that was the case, they would have known the scriptures and they would have known about the prophecy that we'll see in verse 6 today. Um, Other people say that they were Eastern uh, astrologers who studied the manuscripts. And again, Eastern astrologers um, could be, um, but again, I don't think they, they really studied the manuscripts or else they would have known that same prophecy, again, which, which we'll talk about today. Others say that they were different wise men from different, you know, different lands in the East. I don't know. I, I tend to think that they did come from the Far East. I, I do believe that they were astrologers because that word for uh, wise men is magos, um, which basically says or means, an example is an orient, oriental scientist or magician. Um, but again, I, I, I like to look at things like that. I like to look deep as to why they do, they, uh, they do the things that they do and what have you. And here's my next question is, how did they know to follow that star? Why did they follow the star? How did they know that the star was a sign? And how did they know that that star would lead them to Jesus, who they called the king of the Jews? Again, we don't know much about him. But we see in this story that, in this story that they got lost. They lost their way, as we do at times. They had lost sight of the star. But what I like about that is even though they lost sight of the star, they stayed on the course. They stayed the course. And I don't know about you guys, but I know sometimes I get excited about something or I feel like the Lord's calling me to do something. I get excited and I lose sight of the direction in which I'm supposed to go go to. And unlike these wise men, I become prideful and I'm afraid to ask for help. I'm afraid to ask for direction. I'm afraid to ask for guidance from human people or from humans um, because of my pride. You know, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Again, that's just me. But we see that these wise men, they didn't care about that. They had no problem asking for help. And we see in verse 3, it says, When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him, and and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for it is written by the prophet, 
And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. So that prophet is Micah. Micah, uh, you can find it in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. So we see here that Herod wanted to meet and ask uh, the question secret, in, in a secret place, secretly. And I don't, I don't know, that kind of strikes me as a little fishy. <laughs> and most likely, he was up to no good. He had other plans. And I often feel that sometimes we also have to be careful who we go to to get advice from. You know, uh, do we go to godly people or do we go to people who don't even know what the Bible has to say? So we have to be careful. And then in verse 8, it says, And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. So there it is. There's the lie. Uh, he didn't want to really worship Jesus. I believe, and we'll see, or you can see in the, I think it's the next chapter, that he actually is jealous and tries to find Jesus to kill him. So before we go on into the next verse, I just kind of want to just take a real quick step back and take a look at what's going on here. We see these wise men who see this star in the east. And again, I, I, I don't understand what caused them... Uh, well, I can't say that I don't understand, but it baffles me to, to see that these guys would see this star and they would know to follow him or follow the star and that they would know that there was a king that was born. Um, we can assume, we can guess, uh, but I, I will touch on that a little bit later. <clears throat> But they stepped out in faith. They stepped out without really knowing where they had to go. They just saw a sign and they went for it. And I just think it's kind of cool. And then we see in verse 9 that they continue that course. It says, after listening to the king, they went on their way and behold the star that they had seen when it rose, went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. So they saw that star again. You know, sometimes, I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, sometimes I hear the Lord and he calls me to do something or, or go somewhere, step out on faith, and, and I get excited and I get eager. And sometimes, <clears throat> right in the middle of that path, I lose sight of that calling. I lose sight of that star, if you will. And we're really not clear anymore, or, or I, I lose focus, I lose my way, 
I lose my enthusiasm. I even get distracted and, and, and tend to veer off at times. And sometimes I have to refocus and come back. You know, but the question I have is when you come to those situations where God is leading you a certain way and you don't see the end or the light at the end of the tunnel and, and things start to hit you and you start to lose enthusiasm, you start to get uh, distracted, you start to, to get down. What do we do? Do we quit? Do we procrastinate? Do we start questioning the calling? Um, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I, I start to think, man, did I really hear from the Lord? We start to doubt. And sometimes we even get scared. You know, do we continue? If I continue down this path, Lord, you know, will I lose my family? Can I lose my job? All these things, all these doubts just creep into my mind. Again, I don't know about you guys, but I encourage you that if the Lord's calling you to do something, stay the course. Um, when God calls us to do something, we're assured that he will guide us, that he will direct us, that he will protect us, that he will provide for us. You see, our Lord will never, ever leave us, ever. We may not see it. We may, see, we may not be able to see the star anymore. But just like he did with the wise men, he'll continue to guide you. He'll continue to, to, to direct you and provide for you. Um, I could tell you stories upon stories of where I've seen this, and, and I'll share a quick story about our, the church that I planted in the city of Bell oh, six years ago. And I know that I heard from the Lord. I know that he called me to go do that. And um, it was very frustrating during that five-year period we were open because the city was giving a hard time. Uh, and again, it's not about the numbers, but we didn't see any growth. I wanted to minister to the city. That's where I grew up. That's what my heart was at that point. Um, we went through financial struggles. We went through all of that. And I, and I remember just thinking, man, Lord, I am failing you. Where are you? I know you called me to do this. Where are you? And I kept questioning, but the Lord kept telling me, Amaudi, have faith. Stay the course. I've got you. Now, what I didn't know is that what I thought was supposed to happen wasn't what he was trying to do. The Lord put it on my heart to start discipling people. And as I started to disciple people, you know, we were doing this and we were discipling, but then one by one, they started to fall off. And... Um, Finally, the Lord told me at the beginning of 2019, Maori, it's time to close the doors. And again, me and my pride, no, Lord, no, no, no. I, I, I know I can do this. We can keep going. But finally, towards the end of the year, we closed down. My excuses were that I had 
I had Elisa that I had to worry about what's going to happen to the people that, that are part of the church, what's going to happen to my son, who's my worship leader, you know, all these things. I had all these excuses, but I listened, and we closed the doors. And um, when we did, the Lord started to reveal that what he was taking me through I'm sorry, I'm an emotional person. But what he was taking me through was a path of depending on him, regardless of what was going on around us. We see the mess that we're in now with the COVID and the restrictions and everything that's going on. And, and there are a lot of people that are being hurt and, and um, suicide is up, all these things. But we have a God who never leaves us. He's always there for us. And in those situations, he's teaching us a lesson. He's guiding us. He's directing. He's providing. He's always there. He never, ever, ever leaves us. Just as he did with the wise men. They lost sight of the star, but he never, ever left them. Verse 10, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. I love that verse. I love that verse. Uh, but we'll keep going and we'll come back to that. It says, and going into the house, real quick side note, not a manger, into the house, they saw the child, side note again, not a baby, a child, with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. I say, I say those, those little things, not a manger, not a baby, because you have to really put a timeline on this. And again, that's what I love with, with, with Matthew, because he, he kind of set that stage at the beginning if they're coming from the Far East, again, back then they didn't have planes, they didn't have cars, it would have taken them some time to get to uh, Bethlehem. And uh, we believe that by the time they got there, he was already a child, um, that he, they had already found a home, they stayed there. Um, so that's why I brought that up. But anyway, sometimes... He gives us a sign to let us know that he's still with us. Um, again, just that little sign where they saw the star again. You know, with the church that I was telling you about, you know, he kept giving me signs in the fact of, of you know, he brought people to help pay our rent. He brought, um, uh, he, he, we found favor with our landlord uh, where he helped us with, with, our, with our monthly rent. Again, just little, little signs to tell us, hey, I'm still with you. And you know what? When we receive those little signs, we need to react like the wise men did. And that's to rejoice. Because like I said earlier, once again, we are assured that he is with us, regardless of what's going on. You know, I, I love worship, and there's this song right now that's, uh, I forget the name of it, uh, it's by, I believe it's by Elevation Worship, but uh, 
it has a, a, a line and it says, what would you do if he walked into the room? And although it's the wise men that are walking into the room, it's, it's kind of telling the same thing. How would you react to be in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ? And it says that they fell down and worshiped. They fell down. They were in awe, you know. And that's how we need to be with our Lord. You know, we talk about the fear of the Lord, but that's just basically talking about, you know, we need to be so in awe with the Lord that we tremble just at the mention of his name, not because we're afraid of him, but because he deserves our worship. You know, I think about Isaiah in chapter 6, where he sees the Lord and, and he tells the Lord, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. And we're, and we're not. But our Lord Jesus Christ loves us. And as I've been saying, he guides us. He fills us with joy. We need to rejoice in the fact that we can continue on. And it's pretty interesting here that these guys, these wise men, the gifts that they give, you know, we talk about gold, frankincense, myrrh. We talk about that all the time. But when we look at gold, this was a gift that was worthy of a king. It, it, it signified that it was a king. Frankincense, it represented deity. So, when these wise men showed up with these gifts, they knew who they were coming to see. They knew that he was the king of Jews. They knew that he was a king. They knew that he was deity. And then the one that's very interesting is myrrh. Myrrh was a gift that someone would give to somebody who was going to die. Or, or myrrh was what they used uh, for embalming. So it kind of tells us, the gifts tells us who this child was. He was the king, he was God, and he was going to die. I mean, we're all going to die, but he was going to die for us. You know, and, and I just think that is so amazing. But here's the kicker, and I think a lot of us miss this. I know I've read this passage many times, and I've just gone right over it. We think about gifts as being something we give, something we buy, something that's physical. But the best gift that we can ever give our Lord and Savior is our heart through worship and obedience. And we see these wise men doing that. And not only are they worshiping, but they're rejoicing. They have this joy. You know, these wise men's um, reason for traveling all this way, the reason, the whole purpose we found, we read it in verse 2, was to worship him. Not to bring him gifts, although that's what they did. But they traveled all that way simply to worship a child. <clears throat> and in this church, in this child is where we find hope, love, joy, peace, and life. The wise men had hope. They had love. They had joy. They had peace. And I truly, truly believe 
that they found life. I'll finish with this in verse 12. It says, And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day and, and we were talking about the wise men and we were saying, well, I'm not sure if they were, if they were saved. I didn't know, we didn't know if they were Jews and we kind of went over the list. If they were astrologers, we don't know where, where they were. We don't know where their hearts were. But I believe that this answers my questions from earlier is that they had the ability. And, and let me rephrase that but that the Lord was speaking to them. And again, we don't know if at that point they believed, but for them to make that kind of a journey, there had to be a reason for that. Um, And so my question to you is, do you believe? Do you have that joy that comes from our Savior, Jesus Christ, that love the love for people, the love for his people, the love for the church. And I'm not talking about Generations Church, but I'm talking about the bride of Christ. We need to be in love with them because we have, we are filled with God's love. So church, I ask and I pray for you guys, I pray for all of us that today, again, it's after the birth of Christ, We need to continue on worshiping our Lord. I just ask that today we would react like the wise men and fall to our knees and just worship him. So, Father, we thank you. We love you. We praise you. For you are our God. You are our Savior. And we love you, Lord. Give us a heart of worship. Give us a heart to love. Give us that joy and that peace and that hope, Lord, and that our life would be based on you. So, Father, we thank you for all that you give us. We thank you for always having your hands upon us, Father. We love you so much, Lord. We thank you, we praise you, we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, church. We'll see you soon.